When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Hump Day edition of the Donna and Steve Experience. On my talk, 1071, everything entertainment. There she goes. Thank you. Holly Roberts is here as well. Ho-ro in the building. Hi. Whoa. I don't mind that, Gary. Holly. Holly. I like you, Donna. Ew. Oh, my gosh. No. So I'm looking at Holly's face as she does this. And Holly is just, you know, lovely. And the fact that you can make that voice is kind of crazy. It's almost reminiscent <laughs> of the actor who played, what's his face in Stranger Things? David uh, Harbour. Season four. Oh. The guy who played Vecna, oh, sure. he went on Jimmy Fallon and live did the voice of Vecna. I don't even know what he sounds like. I can't remember. You can't remember because you didn't finish it. Fine. Donna. <laughs> Do it. Let's hear it. I don't know. It's just very deep and like scary sounding. Are you sure you didn't finish Stranger Things season I'm four? positive. Oh, Donna. It, it was like part one and part two. I didn't get to part you didn't, two. You didn't get to the shreds. Don't the, know what that the, means. The Metallica. No. no. Oh no. Okay. The journey separate ways hasn't hit her. I don't even know if she's connected with running up that hill by Kate Bush. That I don't one I know. am. Oof. I know you know that, but I don't know if you know the, oh. the episode. Oh. I don't know if you've seen it. Is and there that's, meaning behind it? Absolutely, there's oh. meaning behind it. Like the whole season of the show all right that i know it was little sadie sinks song Mm -hmm. i don't know see that moment play out or do you just know of that moment you don't even know what episode you left off on or did you leave off on the part part one one. i finished so you only have two more episodes to go and they're both like two hours long no yes i think that's why i didn't finish i'm like like i'm not gonna take four hours to You're going to contradict yourself here because I bet you've taken four hours to watch a lot of other bull crap. How dare you, sir? I would like to say this about the Golden Globes, which were on last night. By the way, blink and you'll miss it. It was on on a Tuesday night. Yeah. Not not their best. I got to tell you. Tell me. The host was Gerard Carmichael. Yeah. And uh, it was not televised last year. And so this was, you know, they're out of timeout, so they didn't get to go back to their Sunday night, which is the best TV viewing night, particularly in winter. They got, you know, they're out of timeout, but they're still on house arrest, so they're on on a Tuesday night. (laughs) I don't know this guy from Adam. It was such a bad start to the show. Terrible. Just truly terrible. Here is when you know. 
Let me see. I, I took a picture of some random person's tweet last night, <laughs> and they really said it best, which is, uh, nothing ruins a party atmosphere like telling the people in the room to be quiet. The very first thing that Gerard Carmichael did mm-hmm. when he came out, and I would like to assign blame here in a moment. The first thing he did was shushed the room. Straight face, not giggling, just like kept shushing the room. I didn't know why he was doing that because they weren't making any noise that I could hear. Let me let me step aside and place blame for a moment, if I may. I would like to blame, I don't know, it's got to be the producer or the director. Someone must tell him beforehand. And we do this sometimes on radio where we think people in the car are hearing it. They're not. Sure. They're hearing their tires. They're hearing their coworkers, whatever. They're not listening to our show with these like headphones like we are. Here with Gerard Carmichael last night, he's hearing the ambient noise in the room uh, at the, 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 the Beverly uh, Hilton. Hilton, where they are. And he hears all of that ambient noise. People at home don't, we hear it, but it's not nearly as distracting as it is for him. So I want to blame a producer or a director, somebody who should have said to him, by the way, we've done this show here many, many times, just so you know, it's going to sound loud. They never get fully quiet. Talk to the people at home. We're talking to Indiana. Right. That's sure. who we're talking to. But he came out and shushed everybody immediately. <clears throat> and then he took the Hollywood Foreign Press to task regarding their lack of diversity, all the controversy that kept them off yes. of our televisions last year, which is a worthy thing to do in a monologue. You can do that. You can take them to task. But we have got to do a couple of things. A, you got to pick up the pace. Mm-hmm. The energy mm-hmm. was subterranean. Yes. And then what that does is, you don't have a lot of punchlines. So it's, I saw a lot of people on Twitter. I was like, am I, how is everybody else receiving this right mm-hmm. now? A lot of people saying it felt meandering, felt like it was unscripted. Mm-hmm. Whereas, imagine, I'm going to say Ricky Gervais because he's done it a lot of times. Imagine Ricky Gervais comes out and has to take up some controversy with the Hollywood Forum Press. It would have been bang, 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 bang. And mm-hmm. I think he may have had moments where he sort of, laugh throughout that's what ricky gervais does so the interesting thing that he was trying to do last night was address all of these serious issues of a lack of diversity and all the controversy that the hollywood foreign press had again a worthy cause to take aim at in a monologue but you're hosting an award show so you need to a bring the party and then if you're going to take him to task get the room laughing Mm -hmm. get them laughing a lot go at them you know who would have been great amy and chris rock Oh, sure. Chris Rock. He has the energy that's needed. Well, and Gerard Carmichael said, look, I'm here because I'm black. He gets a laugh from the room Mm -hmm. for that and talking about the lack of diversity and all that. Um, And so if you're trying to find someone who would have been like a counterpart and who could have represented the black community, give me Chris Rock, who is going to really roast the Hollywood Forum Mm -hmm. press. And he's going to do it with pace. And he's going to do it with the energy that a host needs to have. And then subsequently after that, it just seemed like nothing was real. He continued to shush the audience. He was very um, irreverent. Do you know what I mean? Like, he wasn't showing respect for the people in the audience, in my opinion, in that monologue. But see, I could, you... You can be that way, but be funny. Ricky Gervais is irreverent, as irreverent but as they funny, get. But he's funny, and I'm sure this guy is is funny. I've never seen his stand-up specials. I hear they're really good. Mm-hmm. 
it just didn't work, whatever he was doing. When he sat down on the edge of the stage, I went, are you kidding me right now? And I think that was a rehearsed moment, too, because I saw I think I saw a picture of like there was a producer with a mask on beside him, like some behind the scenes kind of thing. So I'm sure that was all mapped out. But I mean, an award show, you really got to come out. Swinging with yeah. the energy yeah. and setting the tone for the whole night. And I it agree. was. I agree. Uh, oh, and then, by the way, he took somebody. He kept calling this woman Helen from the Hollywood Foreign Press. He was like, Helen wants to meet with you. And he was like, absolutely not. She's like the head of the Hollywood Foreign Press or something. And so he spent a couple minutes in his monologue talking about that later. And I did not watch the whole show. I was watching on Peacock. There were 8,000 ads. But later, uh, she came out. And I was like, oh, shoot, that's Helen. From the Hollywood Foreign Press, who he was talking about oh. <laughs> at the beginning of the show. And if I heard it correctly, she uh, congratulated all of the winners, all of the nominees, and all of the presenters. I did not hear her reference tonight's host at any point. Oh, my god! That gosh. was how I heard it. Oh, so, wow. Oh, but it was wow. just, yeah, the energy was like off yeah, it was to terrible. a bad start. Very, very bad. Sorry, dude. Better luck next time. Um, listen, we'll talk more about the Golden Globes coming up. You want to do that coming up at 930? Absolutely. Perhaps because when we come back, uh, My Talk Loves Local, we're going to be talking uh, to someone from one of our favorite organizations, Loaves and Fishes. Uh, we'll be talking to Kylie when we come right back on My Talk 1071. Welcome back. It's Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. We're going to get to more Golden Globes talk coming up at 930. But we want to remind everybody that My Talk loves local. And one of our favorite local organizations is Loaves and Fishes. And joining us on the phone right now is Kylie Benson from Loaves and Fishes. Good morning. Good morning, guys. How are you? We're good. We're doing good. We're we're, uh, right. we're feeling good on a Wednesday, I think. How are you, Kylie? You feeling the the? Did you get to? Are you calling from home? Let me ask three questions before I ask one. <laughs> are you calling from home, or have you been on the roads this morning? If you were on the roads, were you slipping and sliding? I took a peek at the roads and decided I would uh, take this call from home before I went out on that adventure. That is a that is w- smart, well thought out. They've person. now had time to salt the roads, so I think things are going to be looking better for you when you go into loaves and fishes. Uh, why don't we start there? Because I think one thing that is easy to do is we take for granted that we know the name loaves and fishes. I know a lot of my talkers who listen know the name as well, but there are some folks who maybe know the name but don't know exactly what you do. Give us sort of the uh, the yeah. thirty thousand foot view of what loaves and fishes is all in the business of? Absolutely. So Loaves and Fishes is a free hot meal program where we provide hot meals to Minnesotans who uh, need a meal. That's the only stipulation. If you're hungry and you need a meal, you can visit one of our 30 plus locations that you can find information on our website, show up, uh, get a lunch or a dinner, depending on the site. uh, And that's basically the gist of it there. We also uh, provide food support to other nonprofit organizations who uh, serve meals themselves. So we're a redistributor of food that uh, for nonprofits that need food. So, Kylie, can I ask what who qualifies for services? Is it only like you said, if you're hungry and you need a meal? Yep, that's it. If you're hungry and you need a meal, you come there. You don't need an ID. You don't need to explain yourself. Uh, you can show up as many times as you'd like. Uh, really, we try to remove all of the barriers and all of the stigmas. We try to create just an experience that's uh, meals, comfort, and kindness as our tagline. So we really want our guests to experience 
uh, everything that they might experience at a restaurant except for the price tag. So since you're reaching out to people who are experiencing need, let's talk about the economy. It's been fun the last year to watch what's happened. (laughs) Um, So there's this word that we used to all just think was like part of a history lesson. It's called inflation. And Mm -hmm. we have really experienced it, which means I would imagine that people who are in need of a meal has have you seen more people coming to you what as what appears to be a direct result of inflation and the economy sort of spinning the last year yeah we sure have i mean the food costs have challenged every minnesotan i think on you know what is food cost how does it how much does it cost to put a meal on the table and you know some families and some individuals have had to figure out other ways to do that other than the grocery store so not only have we seen an increase in the number of meals, uh, but we've seen a change in uh, who our guests are over the last year as well. Wow. Uh, what are some ways, Kylie, that people can support Loaves and Fishes? I, I'm sure there are volunteer opportunities, but what else? Uh, yeah, so the volunteer opportunities are obviously always available, but also you know, individuals that may not have the time to volunteer. Uh, we are always looking for financial partners uh, to allow us to continue to grow and put the healthy, nutritious meals on. But kind of to the point of inflation and the new guest is just, you know, information, just letting somebody know. If you know a family that's struggling to figure out how to make that budget meet for their food or an individual that is assessing where their next meal comes from, just really getting that dialogue out there and letting somebody know that there is a meal available for them uh, at Loaves and Fishes at one of our meal sites. And like I said, it comes with a smile and no other questions. How many different meal sites are there if someone's thinking, oh, this is this is us, this is our family right now, or we know someone who this is? How many different spots could they connect with you guys? Uh, 32 locations wow. right now that if you go onto our website, whether those are the actual Loaves and Fishes meal sites or partners serving a Loaves and Fishes meal. 32? I thought you were going to say like four correct. or something like that. That's a, <laughs> that's a lot. So I guess you guys are sort of in all parts of the Twin Cities metro. Uh, we're all over the metro. We're in greater Minnesota, down all the way down to Marshall. Uh, you, we're trying to. We're currently in the middle of an expansion to St. Cloud, uh, where we'll be putting a second warehouse and another commissary kitchen up there. Wow. Uh, we strategically try to find where there's a need and where there's hunger and where there isn't an overlap of services, so that we can, uh, like I said, get healthy meals to our guests. You know, I think um, it is. I would imagine a, a humbling experience for someone who maybe has an experience need for something as basic as, as meals, food, um, maybe a little bit humbling or, or challenging in some ways for them to come to you. And that might be somebody out there who's listening right now. Uh, yeah. Kylie, could you speak a little bit to maybe not the feeling that people want? I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. ...in with, but the feeling that you see them walk out with after they have received support and help from Loaves and Fishes. Sure. Um, so... We've, uh, we've actually served to-go meals at all of our locations still, and we'll continue to serve to-go meals. So 
if you're an individual that is just not, you know, like you said, prepared to come and sit down or overwhelmed with the idea of, you know, accepting a free meal, you can just drive up, grab to-go meals, as many as you need for you and your family, uh, and bring them home. We have a lot of families that talk about the anonymity of that process is really helpful. Mm. Um, but to your question, uh, when you come in and sit down for a meal at Loaves and Fishes, uh, every guest leaves there with a smile. We leave with a sense of community, uh, the fellowship, the kindness. Uh, the meal is really just a vehicle for us to be able to sit down and you know talk about life stories and maybe just share experiences. You know, everybody comes to that table with a different day. Uh, just because you needed a meal makes you no different than anyone else. Well, I I would imagine that people, you're talking about community and fellowship. I, I would imagine that there are people who are meeting other people and making friends oh, yeah. during this journey. Absolutely. We have uh, senior communities and other communities that travel from site to site. And, you know, this is how they get out to just have maybe a social hour or, to your point, have made friends. Uh, we get calls at the office asking you know, which site might be serving this meal or which site serving that meal, trying to figure out where the best night, you know, place to meet that night is. Uh, we don't actually release the menu, so if <laughs> that's part of your inquiry. I'll get that out ahead of you. But, yes, to your point, uh, the meal is just one aspect of what Loaves and Fishes provides to the community, for sure, in that respect. Hey, Kylie, we'll get you out of here on this. I know that there's someone who's listening who, if they're anything like me, is dealing with sort of some pride, mm-hmm. right, where you're thinking, it shows... It, you know, I think somebody might be thinking that it speaks that they've screwed up or in some way mm-hmm. they things haven't gone the way that they planned to the point where they now need to go and receive a hot meal um, for someone who would let pride get in the way of really having a need met. How do you talk them into uh, staying off the sidelines and actually coming in and receiving the gift that loaves and fishes distributes one meal after another? Uh, like I said, I just encourage you to just show up at our location, drive through, experience the no questions asked, have a warm smile, get the meal, bring it home, and just really enjoy the sustenance of a healthy meal and take that one aspect of the need to have off of your checklist for the day and realize that we aren't here to judge. Uh, A lot of our volunteers, a lot of our site coordinators, even myself, have all been in this exact same situation, Mm. and we didn't get out of that situation without figuring out how to take a hand up. And that's what this is. It's not a handout. It's a hand up, uh, just allowing somebody the opportunity to maybe experience kindness through a meal. And that's our hope. Uh, Everybody leaves with a smile and the assurance that it's going to be available and it's going to be consistent and healthy and creative you know, day after day until it's, you know, hopefully not needed anymore. Amazing. Thank you for what you do. Very well said. Uh, That's Kylie Benson from Loaves and Fishes, a part of My Talk Loves Local. You'll hear more of these interviews throughout the month of January as we want to support businesses. Uh, They're doing some really good things in our community. You can go to mytalk1071.com if you click on My Talk Loves Local. Thank Thank you, Kylie. Kylie. Uh, You can click on a button right there. It'll take you to Loaves and Fishes, all the other businesses that we will be shining a light on. When we come back, uh, let's shift our attention back to Hollywood, shall we? I would love to. What Eddie Murphy had to say about Will Smith last night. For Bradshaw and Bryant. You know, people need a lawyer who is going to fight 
uh, for their rights. You know, I'm talking whether you've been injured in an accident, even if you're in trouble, you really do have to make sure you are treated fairly. Mike Bryant of Bradshaw and Bryant, or a member of his team, would be more than happy to meet with you free of charge to assess your case. If you are injured in an accident, Bradshaw and Bryant definitely encourage you to contact an attorney right away because, you know, insurance companies have teams of defense lawyers on staff and they are there to help minimize your compensation. Uh, What you need is an experienced advocate on your side dedicated to solely protecting your interest. Justice for the injured is not just a slogan at Bradshaw and Bryant. It is a reason they are attorneys. It's all about making a positive uh, difference at a time when you need it most. You can find Bradshaw and Bryant and set up a free consultation when you go to minnesotapersonalinjury.com. to the show, you guys. It's Donna and Steve on my top 107.1. Golden Globes were on last night. Yeah. I wonder what the ratings are. I wonder if... The, I bet they're pretty good. Well, maybe think, people tuned no. out. Nah, I had to remind people that they were actually on yeah, yesterday. Donna right. had to remind me last night. She sent me a text and said, are you hey, watching? the Globes are on. And I looked down at my, my phone. I was like, wait, it's only 7... 15, I was like, I'm on my way out the door to pick my daughter up from dance. Then I'm going to pick some sushi up. I don't, I'm not even in TV watching time yet. Sure. You know, I was like, sure. and it's on already? Sunday nights, it feels like you tuck away a little earlier. You're not out and about. There aren't evening activities typically. Uh, Tuesday night at 7 here in the Midwest, I don't think is a great time slot for a big award show that you're looking to really get a lot of numbers. Although NBC's expectations, I'm sure, were grounded, considering this is they took the year off. They're coming back. I'm sure they didn't think they'd be doing gangbusters. Mm. And then, yeah, that monologue just sucked the energy out of like, the room. Like, didn't anyone say to him during rehearsal, hey, let's, let's try something different? <laughs> Probably know? not. Clearly not. Yeah. Wow. It just... It just, it just wanted... nothing landed. It just was not... And there were long pauses, too. I mean, if you haven't watched it, it's eight and a half minutes. And it starts with him seriously not joking around, shushing the crowd. And imagine the energy in the room there. And it kind of continued for eight and a half minutes. There were some laughs here and there. But it felt like awkward laughter. But not even like awkward laughter that you get when Ricky Gervais or Chris Rock, somebody is roasting somebody. And you're like, oh, Oh, burn. It's more like... You know, here's the thing. It's like that. <laughs> he didn't really smile at any point. And as a host of an award show, like during the monologue, he didn't yeah. smile at no. any point. And Terrible. I get it. Again, I understand the topic of what he was talking about. He was he was trying to take to task the Hollywood Foreign Press for mm-hmm. their lack of diversity. His first joke was, look, there's one reason I'm here. It's because I'm a black man. Mm-hmm. So he, mm-hmm. he set the table with that. Um, but then it was all just... Flat. It was weird, yeah. Flat. And I heard somebody likening it too. They were like, "This is what we want out of Dave Chappelle." And I thought, "I want no. Dave Chappelle, not because Dave Chappelle's right. energy's high. Yeah, he's, he's being animated with funny. his delivery. Yes, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I was watching with my roomie, and at first he was like, "Ah, oh, this is terrible." And I'm like, "I'll give it, a, give him a chance. Mm-hmm. Give him a chance." Then, like 10, 15 minutes in, I went, "This is terrible." This is not good. You know what? I have to say also, the red carpet 
interviews were brutal as well. Who was doing the uh, Oh, gosh. You had Laverne Cox. You had a woman who I did not recognize, but it was awkward and weird and just, I don't know. I just had secondhand embarrassment. Sorry. Wait, so Laverne Cox was doing interviews? Yes. But it was weird. You know, it's almost like, like, like fawning over somebody instead of just talking to them like professionally. Yeah, I think sometimes when you have actors on actors. Yeah. I watched recently the Jennifer Lawrence and Viola Davis interview that I don't know if it's Variety or EW who does it. Uh, Actors on actors. Yeah, Hollywood Reporter does that too, I think. And as I watch that. It's just a little too much of a handshake festival. Yes. And I'm yes, like, okay, yes, I get it. You both you. think that you're all talented. But again, so that's the, it starts to disconnect with Indiana. You know what I'm saying? Middle America of course, yes. is like, like, what am I getting out of correct. this? Yeah, I just, I had to shut it off because I'm like, I, I, I can't, I can't handle the awkwardness. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Eddie Murphy had some advice. Murph dog? Murph dog. Murph dog. He got uh, the, the Lifetime Achievement, right? I believe that is correct. Donna I fell asleep during the Globes. I and, I, and I couldn't fast forward because I was watching on Peacock and you know how Peacock will show you the long bar at the bottom and it has shows you all 12 of the commercial breaks, right? I oh, mean, it's like yeah, you got to sure, get past sure. this little orange dot and then that dot and then this dot. So I was like, take me now to the end. I want to see the big winner at the end. And it wouldn't allow oh. me to fast forward. I, it would show me an ad and then continue to show me what I was already well, watching. Eddie Murphy won the Cecil B. DeMille Award That's for right. Lifetime Achievement yes. in Motion Pictures. The television equivalent is the Carol Burnett Award, which went to Ryan Murphy. This is why we have Holly Roberts That's exactly right. Why don't we do this? Why don't we hear from Eddie Murphy? And then after that, maybe since we both had our own experiences with the Globes last night, we'll play a winner's montage maybe. And then we can all get caught up to speed. Okay, then I want to hear from a drunk person. I can't wait. Uh, (laughs) Start with Eddie Murphy. I want to let you know that there is a definitive blueprint that you can follow to achieve success, prosperity, longevity, and peace of mind. And I followed it my whole career. Just do these three things. Pay your taxes. (laughs) Mind your business. Steve. And keep Will Smith's wife's name. Mouth! (laughs) (laughs) That was cute. That was was, I mean, unless you're Will Smith or Jada Pinkett Smith. I bet Will's even able to laugh at it now. I don't know. Mm, I'm making that up. I don't up. know about that. Uh, okay, let's do uh, some of the winners or all of the winners. Okay. Actor in a supporting role in any motion picture. Keep way Everything, Aww. everywhere at once. For best performance by an actress in a supporting role in any motion picture. Angela Bassett, baby, come on! Best performance by an actor <laughs> in a motion picture, musical, or comedy. Colin Farrell. Best performance by an actress in a motion picture, musical, or comedy. Michelle Yeoh, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Best performance by an actor in a motion picture, drama. Austin Butler. Best performance by an actress in motion picture, drama. Kate Blanchett. Tar. Best director, motion picture. Steven Spielberg. Best performance by an actress in a television series, drama. Zendaya. Best performance by an actor in a television series, drama. Kevin Costner. Yay! Yay! Best. 
television series musical comedy. Abbott Elementary. Best television series drama. House of the Dragon. Best motion picture musical and comedy. The Banshees of Initiative. Best motion picture drama. Mr. Spielberg, step right up here. We have the Fablemans. That's great. I need to see the Fablemans. I've had it on my list. My brother saw it. He was like, it was okay. That it to me that looks like my kind of movie. Yeah, you know it's quiet, nostalgic. Yeah, yeah, coming, of, coming age. of age. Is Spielberg. your brother sort of hardened? Maybe does he like not like a softy? No, but you know, a, a good question. He worked in government for a while. Sort of can't be in touch Local with too government. many of his emotions. You know which one he really liked? Is it called She Said? That movie? She, yes, She Said. He said that was excellent. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, wow, they weren't even nominated. Uh, Carrie Mulligan was nominated oh, for gotcha. her performance, and she said, but that was about it, I think. Okay. All right. I want to see that. Uh, okay, so Mike White, uh, the showrunner for White Lotus, uh, won, and he was admittedly hammered while ex- uh, accepting his uh-huh. award. He I, just I, said it? He just, yeah. Or was it uber apparent? Um, both. <laughs> okay. here, here he is. I want to thank all the actors and Jennifer. I love you. Like we went out with a show we wanted to do with me and Jennifer and everybody passed. I know you all passed. You all passed on this show. And so, yes, it's very gratifying to have this moment. Uh, (laughs) (sighs) The people behind him are like, okay, go ahead, Mike. Um, But he said, you know, I'm... Pretty hammered. Oh, jeez. They didn't give us any food we got here, and they were like, "There's no, we, the food was already served here. Do you want a drink? And he was drinking. Ugh. I mean, he looks pretty hammered, actually. His eyes are like half open. Oh, boy. Super funny, though. Um, and then Jennifer Coolidge was out uh, presenting. I thought she was adorable. Uh, some people may have thought she went on a little too long, but she was super cute. Yeah, maybe just a beat. Too long, but her, she had a very funny story about her fear of pronouncing people's names, <laughs> which is and, like a thing. Yes, and she Trust brought up a, a time when she was at a dinner with Bill Nye, <laughs> right. and across the table was Kaylee Cuoco. And she was just like, "This whole thing is just really." And then it was very funny though. So she does this long thing, then she reads the nominees after telling you all the reasons that she was afraid of presenting and why she 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 said yes, hung up, and then immediately called back and was like. No, no, I can't. No. And then they go through the nominees. Blah, blah, blah. Finally, and she says, and the Oscar goes to... Oh, no. That's right. Oh, no. You know, very funny. Uh, what do you think about Jennifer Coolidge? That's, that's our first time good. trying her. Let's hear it again. Well, uh, it's, I think it's just that. It's just a the micro girl, impression. The, um, the really great impressionist, the, the female on Saturday Night Live, does a really great Jennifer Coolidge. Um, I can't remember her name. Paula Poundstone? <laughs> Not it. <laughs> All right. I don't know. Not it. Just <laughs> trying. I appreciate that. Yeah, Steve. Yeah. Yeah. You're great. Yeah. She wore amazing. big suits, didn't she? Big, big yes. suits. Yes. That's kind of her thing. Loose suits. Paula Poundstone. Paula Poundstone. Yes. yes. Paula mm-hmm. Pantsuit. Paula, big suits. Wow. Just Lucy. Go- yeah, no, yes. Wait, no, I'm not. She, I'm not saying she's big. No, she, yeah, no, I'm going to yes. look her up. Very gray. You know, everything was pretty gray. How is she doing? What is she? She. Up to? Uh, you can hear her on another radio station on Sundays. For, 
sometimes. Really? Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. I got a question about another radio station, too. All right. What's their name? Oh, gosh. Now I'm forgetting. Um, oh, gosh. Come on. What's her name? That she one. used to be a VJ on MTV. Oh, Nina Blackwood? No. Okay. Martha Quinn? Yes. Okay. She syndicated? Yes. Okay. Okay. That's all. Bye-bye. So See is ya. No, you know who? I think they all have a show on Sirius. Oh, the XM. VJs? Yes. And Nina Blackwood. Oh, I'm looking at a Paula Poundstone monochromatic purple on purple on purple. It's a purple suit. Oh, purple. It's a lighter purple shirt and then a purple tie. Monochromatic in the way that Regis Philbin did back in the Who Wants to Be a Millionaire days. Do you remember that fashion wave? Who did you say? Regis Philbin. Oh, Regis. Um, Yeah. At least she's wearing color. I gotta go. I need to leave. Now. Um. By the way, if you have a flight anywhere today, think again. We will <laughs> tell you what happened this morning that is causing all sorts of havoc. Oh, and one last thing on the Globes this hour. Okay. Who's got the worst job at the Golden Globes? <laughs> I will tell you who that was. Uh, that when we come back, it's Donna and Steve on my talk. Hello. Welcome back to the show. It's Donna. That's me. It's Steve. That's that guy over there. Hey, Steve. Holly right. Roberts is with us for another segment. Ho-ro. Thanks for having me. Ew, oh, Holly. My gosh. That no. is extremely Vecna-ish, actually. There's shades of Vecna there, Holly. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> <clears throat> I want to see the deepest voice I can do like that. <clears throat> and then Donna will have you go, too. Okay. <clears throat> Thank you. Uh-oh, Donna did the thing that women do when they imitate men's voices. Chin is on her chest now. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Holly's in Honey, the... I can't find it in the fringe. Oh, here we go. Paula Pounce. Okay. Yeah. I can't find it in the fringe. It's yeah. on the door. That's good. Oh, it comes from the throat. Donna's yours is up in the jaw oh, right let me, oh. let me try it from, like, the diaphragm. Oh. Hold on. I, let me get it. Donna, no, no, don't. <laughs> hey, pull that out. Oh man! All you, right, uh, all right, all right. Back start to the show. These, you've seen. Never mind. Well, I'm not going to talk about. What? No, no, you have to say now. it. Oh wow! What? What was that? Tampons. Why? Those uh, they have these like natural ones or whatever, or not natural. But like these ones you leave in there, they're like these cups. Are oh, you talking about a diva oh, cup? That's, uh, yes. What's it called? A diva cup. A diva cup? Mm-hmm. That's all the rage right now. Yeah. I understand that. Um, <laughs> there is. Um, I have someone in my life who has. Uh, I do as well. Had an encounter with it. Uh huh. I don't believe that that's ongoing. I believe it was thought to be more hassle than it was worth. There's a very funny follow mm-hmm. on. Um, I'm uncomfortable. On Instagram. Donna, these are our bodies. Emily Vondi. She's from Minnesota. Emily Vondy, V-O-N-D-Y. She did two back-to-back posts at one... This is a couple months ago. Uh, that were about these these leave-in situations, like these, these cup situations or whatever they are. And it was very, very funny. Like, she had a camera in her bathroom not oh, showing okay. that uh-huh, uh-huh. but as she was reading the directions go to put it in it is very funny and like i said there was someone in my life at that point who was attempting to you know attempt this situation as well it seems like mm-hmm. a lot of work 
I'm so sad for you guys that you have to do that. Thank you. It's just, you know. Yes, and I mean, I would, yeah, your condition, that's why you're saying it like that, Holly. I Like if suddenly they're like, okay, and now it's uh, halftime, now time for guys to, you know, have tampons and maxi pads and all that stuff, our heads would fall off. I mean, enjoy. <laughs> oh, could you even imagine men having a baby? I've seen the movie. It's called Junior. Oh. Is that right? Well, with Arnold Schwarzenegger, Danny DeVito. You don't know the mid-90s oh, comedy no. Junior? She's You're throwing to too shade. many movies on me right now, Holly. Quit it with your shading. <laughs> us. Arnold Schwarzenegger is pregnant in that movie. Really? Yeah. Remember Hulk Hogan in uh, Suburban Commando? Sure do. Christopher Lloyd? <laughs> Hulk Hogan also had a show called Thunder in Paradise. Yeah. And it was he was like a, a, a water cop or something. <laughs> and he would get into this super fast boat. And go places, man. It was crazy. Yeah, yeah, also, also, deep cut on Hulk Hogan. You gonna he, go? You gonna go there? He has a full album out. Oh. of music, <laughs> including uh, a song called "Hulkster in Heaven," which is pretty emotional. It's a lot. What were you? What do you think? Where do you think I was going? I thought we were going to Postamania. Oh my God! Hulk Hogan. Oh, God. Oh, God. Listen, I mean, <laughs> when he opened Postamania at the Mall of America. That was incredible. They had yeah. that was when they they had a, a, a Monday Nitro. The first ever WCW Monday Nitro was at the Rotunda in the Mall of America. Lex Luger showed up, but he remember Donna. We played the Pasta Mania commercial. I sure do. Or it was a full interview, and I think as the story goes, they had to like bring a bunch of kids over just to try to act tweaked about his you know, ratatory pasta or whatever it was he was selling. These little, these hulkaroos, brother. And he was just telling people about red sauce and Alfredo. And so you've got Big Bob in the main event. <laughs> Who's the greatest wrestler in the world? <laughs> Leading the witness. Bischoff, tonight on Monday Nitro, Pasta Mania is going to all my hulkamaniacs running wild. And I've eaten so many hulkaroos and hulkaroos. <laughs> I kind of feel sorry for Big Bubba, brother, because oh. he had carved up Donna. That's, that's why I felt bad for Big Bubba. The Hulkaroos and Dunkaroos. And, I mean, he thought that was going to go everywhere. That there would be hardly a city that didn't have a pasta mania. So that was a restaurant. Correct. <laughs> Got it. And I think it closed within a year. Yeah, it didn't last long. It was on the south side, for the third floor, Mall of America. Oh, really? <laughs> In the food court. Uh, uh, it was, food oh, it was a food court thing. Yeah, oh. pasta mania. Oh. What do they have, like an Annie Ann's there now yeah, or something? I think it might be like a hibachi thing. Huh. Mm. I do love the Mall of America. Oh, yeah. yeah. Place for fun in your life. No you kidding. know it. They have All a right. new climbing wall there, by the way. Great. I just saw it. Uh, somebody do a post on that. Cool. It, no, Donna, it's not a climbing wall, a normal climbing wall. It's a cool climbing wall. Like, you're climbing their designs on the wall. It's crazy. Like Mount Rushmore. Oh, I'm going to show see. you now. Oh, I can boy. See Are we ever going to get to the two stories we teased? In One, worst job at the Golden Globes. The piano player. She kept getting yelled at last night. Everybody was like, okay, don't try. You know. Here's two things. First of all, I read that she wasn't the one who was actually doing the playoff because music. Because that was pre-recorded. It was a tape. But. Why was she there? The piano player? Yeah. Oh, just to play the piano. <laughs> it just play, was random. Play off. It was just weird and random. Yeah, but it's pre-recorded the playoff music. 
No, they're throwing, they're, you know. Throwing, she cautioned to the wind. She was lip sync or like finger sinking. Um, yeah, it's like Mac tonight at the old McDonald's. The guy with the moon head who'd play the piano. Oh, you remember that, dude? Oh, God, you do. Oh, my gosh. Donna, I finally have someone who sees me. You know what I mean? She gets it. She doesn't question it. We bring something up, and she, Holly never says, no, I've never heard of that. That's never come out of Holly's mouth. She has experienced life in a very similar way that I have and that you have and everybody has. She, like, represents all the people. That moon face, man. (laughs) Was short-lived also at McDonald's. I feel like that's an early 90s thing that he had. It was like a flash in the pan. Yeah. Mac tonight, you know, he could have gotten the gig at the Golden Globes, but didn't Hmm. work out. And that's a playoff of Mac the Knife, I would guess. That old uh, old Louis Armstrong song. Pop song about serial killers. Isn't that something? I mean, (laughs) it is really about a serial killer. I think Donna's good. I left. Donna. All that's... Here's what I need. My soul has left the room. My body is just remaining. (laughs) Bye. Just a pile of clothes. Pile of clothes over there. Donna's gone. She's in the afterlife now. Here's what I want to say to celebrities about seeing something and saying something regarding them all yelling at the piano player, even though it wasn't her. It was just some taped music. I need these celebrities to respect the music. I need you. It means you're rambling. It means it's too, it's too far gone. I want I want enforcers there. I want vaudevillian canes to <laughs> yes! hook these people off the stage. Continue it on Twitter. Go live stream somewhere. But you got to keep it moving here, man. All right. Thank you. Also, the FAA had a major outage today. I think major. it's still ongoing. Well, the FAA lifted a nationwide pause on departures. Oh. Air travel still disrupted after an outage of a pilot safety system. Uh, nearly 5,000 flights have been delayed due to this uh, FAA system outage. Uh, there's a ground stop for Chicago airports that remains in place. People are trying to figure out what happened. And then I see on Twitter the word cyber attack is trending. So are some people wondering, was this some kind of a cyber attack to Mm. see if they could break into the FAA system, which would wreak havoc, by the way, if flights were in the sky. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully nobody we know is flying out today. Sorry if you are or was. White House said no evidence of a cyber attack. Okay. 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 Do we believe them? Yeah, sure. That's what the New York Times is reporting. Okay. Just then a minute ago. Okay. Yes. Oh, All right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I hope it wasn't a cyber attack. Either way, not great. Okay. Holly. Yeah, I Donna, I'm y- sorry. You should leave, Holly. I'm you s- have a fighting chance. I'm sorry. <laughs> Pasta mania. It's oh. okay. Mac tonight. Hulk Oh. <laughs> 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 